This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Some of you may know this, but we have a lot of new listeners here. So for those of you who don't know, I make a full-time living as a blogger. And I've done that for the past almost 14 years, since the time I had our first daughter. It's been a wild journey, and I never dreamed that it would allow my husband to come home full-time, would give us the flexibility to travel, would provide jobs for others, and would allow us to be able to impact so many lives and give generously to causes we believe in. I'm super passionate about helping other women share their message and story with the world through blogging, and that's why I have a site called yourbloggingmentor.com, where I teach beginning to intermediate bloggers how to make a part-time to full-time income online. If you are interested in starting a blog or you know someone who is, I wanted to let you know that I have a free online class called Three Steps to Start That Blog You've Been Dreaming Of. In this class, I share my story and how I taught myself from scratch without any sort of formal training or a college degree, how to blog, and then ended up turning that blog into our family's full-time income. In the class, I will give you the practical steps that you need to take to get started as a blogger, including how to know if you would be a good blogger or how to figure out what you should actually blog about, how to find time to blog, and how to set yourself up for success from the get-go. If you'd like to sign up for this class, remember I said it's free. Just go to yourbloggingmentor.com forward slash podcast to register or click on the link to the class in the show notes. Again, that's yourbloggingmentor.com forward slash podcast. 
It's time for the What's Saving My Life segment. This is the part of the show where I talk about something that is making my life easier, better, or more productive. And today, we're getting a little weird, but I'm going to talk about my sinus rinse bottle, which might sound a little gross, but hang with me. I think it was about seven years ago that my allergies really flared up. I'm not sure if it was because my body was just completely worn down from working full-time plus birthing three babies in five years, or it was the years of nursing and pregnancy and not sleeping through the night. Regardless, the seasonal allergies kept getting worse until I had chronic headaches and congestion, and then it got to the point where the headaches and pain were almost debilitating, and for months, I couldn't breathe out of my nose at all. The allergist I was going to referred me to an ENT, and the ENT ended up putting me on multiple medications, which I didn't want to go on, but I was pretty desperate at that point. In addition to the medicine, the ENT also had me start using the Neomed Sinus Rinse Bottle. This is a squeeze bottle that you fill with a packet of sinus rinse and distilled water and squeeze up your nose to clear out your sinus. I know, it sounds really gross, but I'm here to tell you that this works. And let me be clear, I am not getting paid to tell you this. I am just such a huge advocate of this because of how it has changed my life. In fact, I was able to get off all of the medicine thanks to doing a cleanse two years ago, and now I only use the sinus rinse bottle every day. It takes me about one minute to do the rinse each night before bed, and it means I have very little sinus issues and congestion. The packets you use are just saline solution, so they are much more natural than the steroids and other medications I was using. And so long as I faithfully use this rinse every night, I rarely have issues. But if I stop for a day, my congestion and headache starts coming back. And if I go for more than two or three days, I'm in a really bad place. I'll for sure link to the sinus rinse bottle and the packets in the show notes, but know that you can also get them at your local Walmart or Target or drugstores. One thing I did want to mention is that it's very important that you don't use tap water with it. You need to use distilled water because otherwise you have the risk of possibly getting a brain infection. And some people have actually died from it. So please use distilled water if you're going to try this out. And if you want more details on that, you can Google the brain infection, but you probably don't want to just use the distilled water. The book I want to tell you about in this episode is called Behind the Beautiful Forevers, and it's by Catherine Boo. If you've gone to India, lived in India, or plan to visit India, I think this will be a very insightful and interesting book. My friend Lee Kramer encouraged me to read it after my first trip to India, and I'm so glad that I did. I actually read it as I was preparing to go the second time to India in November, and it gave me such helpful perspective. It was sad, it was intriguing, and yet it gave me hope, too. I think it's so easy for those of us who live in the Western world to feel like we have better answers to help or fix poverty in other countries. But as this book clearly shows, we don't really understand at all what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. Because I had experienced some of what this book talks about when I went to India, and I'd been to some of the areas the book refers to, it made the story really come alive to me in a vibrant way. It's hard for me to put into words how much it impacted me, but it's one of those books I'll be mulling on for a long time to come. 
I did want to mention that there's a lot of crass language and mature topics that are discussed in this book. It's real and raw and doesn't sugarcoat anything. The author went to great lengths to present the story as accurately as possible, and there wasn't anything she said that was refuted by the people I met in India. But you do need to know that it's not the kind of book that you're going to have a young child read because it would be very inappropriate. But it's just the real look at what it's like in these slums in India. Again, the book was called Behind the Beautiful Forevers by Catherine Boo. And of course, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by Twigby, a company that offers amazing deals on phone plans. If you're looking for a great deal on a phone or you want to lower your cell phone bill, you'll definitely want to check them out. There are many reasons why I recommend Twigby. There's not a contract and there are no activation or termination fees. It's affordable. Get this. Their basic phone plans start as low as $9 per month. They have a variety of plans, including those that offer unlimited texting and the option to include data. It's flexible. They offer plan flexibility with the ability to change plans or phones at any time for free. And it's super easy to get started. You don't have to go to a store and pick out a phone plan. You just go to their site, pick your phone plan, and either switch your current phone or get a new phone, and they get it all set up for you. They offer a variety of phones to choose from. You can get a phone as basic as a flip phone or get something as fancy as an iPhone 7. And coverage is good. We got to try out the Twigby phone service for two months and were very impressed with how great the coverage was. We never had any issues with the coverage, and I think that's because Twigby customers get to use not one, but two of the nation's largest networks. If you want to save money on your cell phone bill, just head over to Twigby dot net forward slash crystal. That's T-W-I-G-B-Y dot net forward slash crystal to find out how much you could save. Plus, when you go through that link, you'll save an additional 25% off the first six months of your phone plan. So visit twigby.net forward slash crystal to find out more and save. And again, a big thank you to Twigby for sponsoring today's episode. I'm so excited for today's interview with Erin Port from SimplePurposefulLiving.com. Unlike everyone else I've interviewed up to this point, Erin doesn't have a book that I read that really impacted me, although I hope she has one down the road. In fact, I actually didn't even know who Erin was until a few months ago. She reached out to me on Instagram and she sent me this video message just telling me that she was praying for me. I was so touched by her kindness and thoughtfulness, and so I sent her a video back, and that's how our friendship began. I started following her online and reading her post, and I was so inspired and knew that I wanted to ask her to come on the show. Because it's the new year and gratitude is something that has been a big focus of Erin's recently, I asked her to share more on that topic today because I thought it would be the perfect way to kick off 2019. So welcome to the show, Erin. Oh, I am so delighted to be here, Crystal. It's truly my pleasure. You said that you chose the word grateful as your word for the year in 2018. I'd love for you to talk about what led you to that word and really how it shaped your year. Sure. Yes. Well, we decided as a family in 2017 to officially adopt internationally. And knowing 
a little bit about adoption, I knew it was going to be a tumultuous road. Little did I know how tumultuous. Um, But I decided that I was going to have to choose gratitude on some of the difficult days of our adoption. And so every year I love to pick a word of the year that I think is going to be my anthem of the year, something that I can walk out daily. And so I chose gratitude. So how did you know? I just talked to so many women. They're like, how do you even figure out how to choose a word for the year? I love that where you said it was your anthem. And so can you walk me through just how did you choose that word? And for someone who says, I want to choose the word of the year, but I don't even know where I would figure that out. So I always start with reflecting on areas of my life that could really use refinement or areas I want to improve. And then from there, I kind of establish a word list. Um, Like this year, I kind of started with freedom and believe and some of those words that I want to make for 2018. And then I decide, is it actionable? Can I daily live out those words? And how would I do that? And so with gratitude, I knew that in order to have a grateful for heart that I would have to live it out. And so I knew I'd cultivate that gratitude by making a list every single day and looking for opportunities to be grateful. And then Like I said, I have a list and then I choose one. And so this year for 2019, I chose the word believe. And Mm. I chose that because I'm really discovering that I really need to believe God's truth is real and that he's going to bring our son home from China. And also that I can be my own worst enemy. I really have believe a lot of lies about myself and unworthiness. I think a lot of women can relate with that. And I really need to believe that God built me on purpose for a purpose. And so I really want to refine that this year. And so as part of my daily practice, I'm going to exercise what is God capable of doing in my life? And every day I'm going to list out things that God is capable of doing in my life so that I start to believe those truths and rewrite the narrative that I believe uh, in 2019. That's so good. And I love how you talk about making it actionable and then having a daily practice from that work, because I think so much of the time I can do this and I hear other people there, they chose this word. But then they're like, I don't, what do I do with that word? And so I love how you decide intentionally ahead of time. It's not just the word, but it's, is it actionable? And then how am I going to walk that out in a daily practice so that that word is right there in front of you every single day and it's guiding how you live your life. And I love your word for 2019 too. That's fantastic. I'm pretty excited about it. I believe big things are going to happen and God's going to be at the center of all of it. And I'm going to believe that for you too. So I can't wait to see by the end of the year what that word is going to take you, you know, the journey that it's going to take you on. Absolutely. So talking about gratitude, it's so easy to say phrases like choose gratitude, have an attitude of gratitude or count your blessings. But sometimes it's just really hard to do that. And you kind of touched on that. And I'd love for you to dig into that a little bit more and talk about some times in your life when it's just been really difficult to choose gratitude. Well, the day that we miscarried our child, I'll never forget it. And it was just filled with lots of emotion. And anyone that's experienced miscarriage can relate to that. And that every night we pray as a family. And that night, I just didn't have it in me. I was just exhausted. And so my husband said, I'll take it. You know, I'll just pray for both of us this evening. And he started his prayer with, thank you, Lord, for the time we did have with our child and the hope that we'll have to see that child in eternity. And it just stopped me in my tracks. I couldn't believe that he could find gratitude on one of the hardest days of our lives. And since then, I've 
um, found the verse in First Thessalonians. It's First Thessalonians five eighteen, and it's where Paul tells the Thessalonica church to give thanks in all circumstances. And I love the word in because mm. it's not for. You can mm-hmm. find thanks in all things. You might not be thankful for all things. I was certainly not thankful to miscarry our child, but I could find opportunities in that pain to be thankful. Like my best friend showing up and taking my kids and bringing them home exhausted with a warm meal for us, seeing God show up on one of those days. And so uh, that day kind of just shaped my start of cultivating a grateful heart, which has lent itself so nicely to our adoption journey because we've gotten some bad news over the course of the last 18 months. You know, China's changed some things. And I mean, we were supposed to bring our son home in 2018 and that didn't happen. Mm. But I've seen God work marvelously and I've been able to find opportunities to be grateful despite that. That's so beautiful. For women who are saying, I'm in the middle of a really hard time right now, and I I get it, I hear what you're saying, and I just, I don't want to be grateful. What advice and encouragement do you have for them practically, how they can get from that place of just saying, I just, I don't want to be grateful for anything to actually cultivating gratitude? Sure. I think there's five keys to cultivating your grateful heart. And the first one is it's a choice. My husband on that hard day that we miscarried made the choice to be grateful. And I think every day we have the choice. And then also to see everything as a gift. You know, we know as Christians what we deserve, um, but Mm -hmm. we have been given the gift of Christ and Jesus. We just celebrated Christmas and Jesus coming into the world and giving us the gift of eternity. And so grateful people realize there's always something to be grateful for, if nothing else, knowing that this isn't our forever home. And then keeping the right perspective. You know, I used to be ungrateful and I would look on things on Zillow and on Pinterest and want to change all these things in our house. And we went to this marriage conference and the pastor said, now go to your rooms and tell each other something that your spouse does that makes you feel unloved. And I thought, oh, I'm a perfect wife. He's not going to say anything. (laughs) Well, those are always like, you know, recipes for disaster. And so we got back to our room and we were talking and I thought, oh, he's going to tell me how great I am. And he said, you know, when you look on the internet and you pick out all these things that we should change about our house, I really feel like I can't provide for you in the way that you want me to. And it just stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, oh my goodness, my own ungratefulness and discontentedness is causing this wedge in our marriage I didn't even know was there. And also I think you know, there's only so much room in our heart. And so we see what we look for. So if we're looking for the things in our lives that just make us grumpy or upset or all the things that life has wronged us for, uh, that's what we're going to see. But if we're looking for the things that are praiseworthy and where God's showing up in our lives, that's what we're going to see. And then lastly, I don't believe any of us are going to naturally become grateful unless we practice it. And um, I think of my friend who just ran a marathon. I, I don't know how they do it, but They did it because they practiced every single day and gratitude's the same way. If we practice it every single day, then when the hard days come, it's going to be a lot easier to find opportunities to be grateful. That's so good. One of the things that I love to do in the mornings, I always pray over my day and I realized that I was spending so much time praying in the future, you know, God, please help with this and do this. And I have started the practice of thanking God for the day before and looking back and reflecting on what he did the day before. And just doing that, it starts my day in this frame of reference of like, oh, wow, I am so blessed. And I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have seen that if I just jump ahead to just 
please God help me with this day. There's so much to do. Yes. You just And so I think taking that time and being intentional and practicing that and reflecting is so good. And I want to cultivate this in my kids as well. And so I'd love to hear from you. What ideas have you implemented or ideas that you have for helping our kids develop hearts of gratitude? Absolutely. Well, I think the first thing is tending to your own heart. I always say more is caught than taught. So our kids are seeing our behaviors and what's coming out of our mouth. So um, I always say as easy it is to like tend to a grateful heart in a child, we got to first start tending to our own. And then four practical things we do in our house is we share roses. So at dinner time, even though it's chaotic, we share roses from our day. So what were the beautiful, praiseworthy things that happened at school during the day or at work during the day? And things always come out that we might never otherwise know about school because normally I hear things like recess and who they sat by at lunch, but it's really fun to hear what my kids are thankful for. So we call those roses and we try to collect a dozen while we're sitting at the table. I love then, that. Did you just make that up? Is that, I've no. never heard of this before. <laughs> Somebody in my tribe recommended it. And I have to tell you, it's like our new favorite thing. And if we don't do it before we get up and leave, my kids are like, we didn't collect a dozen roses today. I'm like, oh yes, we got to do that. So, well, and it's also really practical for kids because it's so tangible for them. You know, I think sometimes when they're really young, maybe this concept is, it can be a little foreign to them or to try to figure out. But when you say roses and beauty and let's collect a dozen, I love that. And even our three-year-old can come up with something. You know, I'm always surprised at how young kids can catch on to things. You know, we'll say, Lucy, our three-year-old, um, you know, what are you thankful for today? And she'll say, I'm thankful for playing with my friend today. I'm like, yes, that's something to be thankful for. And then my older kids can do the same thing. And then to carry that over, we do bedtime prayers every night. And we always, you know, try to instruct them that the Lord's prayer always starts out with gratitude. And so our prayers should start out with gratitude. And so we say, can you think of two things you can thank God for from today? It might be your roses or it might be something else. And you know, they always come up with something and it's so beautiful to see their little hearts, what they're grateful for, mm-hmm. because it's the things that we often take for granted that I'm like, yes, Lord, thank you for that. I appreciate that too. Um, and then the last thing I like to do with my kids, especially, you know, around the holidays, we just got done with the holidays is thank you notes. I know it sounds so old fashioned, but I think it's really important that our kids understand that gifts are truly a gift. They're given out of love and that it's, you know, it's not a right that they receive these gifts. And we need to extend gratitude to the people that have given it to us out of love. And so, you know, as hard as it can be to spell thank a thousand times as they're writing it out, it's really a great practice. And I try to extend that in my own adult life too, to just extend gratitude with a thank you note. It's something that's not done very often anymore, but really means a lot to people when they receive them. We sent one to Scott's 98-year-old grandma with some pictures of our kids and she cried. She was so touched by Mm. it. So... You're so good. You were just so good at this stuff. (laughs) I'm learning so much. (laughs) And then the last thing I like to do is a daily gratitude journal. Like I said, just writing that stuff down and making sure that, you know, I know what I'm grateful for and not just for faith, family and food and our shelter, but really specific little things um, that I can thank God for. You know, one of the things that I was thinking as you're sharing this and it just struck me is your heart of gratitude. That is really what our friendship blossom from because you, when you contacted me, it was just this grateful spirit that came through and that attracted me 
to you. And I just thought how when we have that grateful spirit, we attract others to us and how much it ministers to people and blesses other people. And so just keep on being grateful. And I hope that other people can be inspired through your life as I know I am so much by your grateful spirit. Okay, we're going to switch gears now, and we're going to talk about what are you reading right now? Well, so my word of the year, like I said, is believe. And so I'm actually reading Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I've never read anything by her before. I'm kind of behind the times, but I heard that that was a great book to kind of believe in who you are and what you've been created to do. So that's what I'm reading right now. I love that book. I have read all of her books except for her newest one, which is, I think, Dare to Lead and Every single one has impacted me really deeply. So I think that's a great choice. (laughs) Yes, a good way to start 2019 for sure. And then the question that I always ask everyone who comes on my show, what's saving your life right now? This could be a productivity tip or life hack, an app, an idea you're implementing, anything that is just making your life better, easier, or more enjoyable. Well, I would be remiss to say that the Simple Purposeful Living Daily Quiet Time Journal and 52-Week Meal Planner is saving my life because they are. I love those, uh, and they're saving the lives of my tribe, too. But I also love the Marco Polo app. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have family all over the country, friends all over the country, and it's a great way for me to connect on a more personal level. You know I love video messages, so they really bless my soul, and um, I just love the Marco Polo app. I think it's such a great app also for kids to be able to connect with um, family far apart. Or I just love um, face-to-face communication. And when you can't get that long distance, I think it's so great to be able to have technology to do that. Could you also tell us a little bit more about, I know that you have these products that just um, came out recently. Could you tell us a little bit more about them and how you use them in your everyday life? Sure. So the Simple Purpose of Living Daily Quiet Time Journal is really born out of a pain point for my tribe where women really wanted to live simply on purpose, but they didn't know how to do it and how to make a purposeful quiet time. And so the journal has four components, daily gratitude, surprise, surprise, um, a daily prayer time, and then a time for them to write down what they're learning from the Lord um, and maybe scripture reading. And then the last one, which I think is really powerful, is what is God capable of? And that's where you write down, what do you believe God is capable of doing in your life? And so that's a daily practice that I do. And then the 52-week meal planner is a is just that. It's a weekly meal planner where you write down your meals. And then there's a perforated page for your grocery list. And it's spiraled bound. So most people don't know what they want for dinner. But all of your meal plans for the entire year will be in one place, which is awesome for people Uh, who want to live more simply on purpose. I love that. And we will be sure to link those in the show notes for people who want to go check them out. Do you have a, do you want to tell people where they can go though on your site if they want to order? Sure. So if you go to simplepurposefulliving.com and there is a tab there for the shop and you can shop there or you can find me on social media at, at Simple Purposeful Living. And I highly recommend following Erin on social media. She's the queen of video messaging. And she <laughs> she responds, right? You respond to everyone who direct messages you every day with a video message. Am, am I correct about that? Almost every, almost everything, unless it's something super simple. But yes, I try. And it's so funny because my tribe now responds to me or just messages me directly with a video themselves, which I love. I think it really personalizes Instagram. 
I absolutely agree with that. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for all this encouraging and inspiring advice to help us kick off 2019 with a more grateful heart. Well, I am certainly grateful for you and this show. Thank you so much for having me. This week's question for the Q&A segment comes from Mindy. She wrote in and said, I would love to know more about personal growth and development. I suffer greatly with depression. In my search for information and help to better myself in my life, I've heard that you have to, quote, do the work. But I don't really know what this means. Can you talk about ways you have developed yourself? How can others go about making positive changes in their lives? I feel like so much of my life is wasted and that I'm meant for more. I just don't know how to get there or even start. Well, Mindy, first off, I'm so sorry for your depression and the ways that you've struggled, but I just have to say that I love that you're reaching out for help. That is beautiful, and it really touched me. I think so many women get where you are coming from and feel the same way, so please know this. You are not alone. I feel like I could do a whole podcast episode answering your question, but I'll try to do it justice with the short time that we have. If I were to tell you my top three suggestions, it would be these. Number one, get some accountability. You can't do this alone. I'm so proud of you for reaching out to me for help. And I want to encourage you to also reach out to one or two people in your area who know you well and ask them if they could walk closely with you and sort of serve as a mentor or an accountability partner for you. I want you to be incredibly honest and upfront about what you are looking for and how you are struggling. Let them know that you want them to speak into your life and be truthful with you. Secondly, set one small goal. Talk with this mentor or accountability partner about one small goal you could set for the next 30 to 60 days. This one small goal, I want it to be something that's going to make a big difference in your life. Now, you might feel like, well, then I have to pick this big goal, not a small goal, but It could be something simple, like getting up 15 minutes earlier to exercise, or maybe it's that you're going to eat a healthy breakfast every day, or that you'll get eight hours of sleep every night, or that you'll go outside and get fresh air and sunshine every day, or you're going to start your day by writing down three things you're thankful for, like we talked about in the interview with Aaron. Each of these might seem like small things, and they sort of are because they're not going to take a lot of time, but there are things that could have a big impact over time. Remember, habits beget habits. When you commit to sticking with one good habit consistently, it will often breed more good habits that build upon it. For instance, if you start your day with exercise, then you might have enough energy once you're done that you're going to go make your bed and clean up your kitchen. And then you're still energized because you did that. So you go take a shower and get dressed. And then because you've done that, you're inspired to knock another item off your to-do list and so on and so forth. Third, I want you to celebrate your progress. It's so easy for us to beat ourselves up over how far we have to go or how much we still need to do or how we are falling so short in so many areas. We can all do this. But I want to challenge you to start each day and end each day by celebrating your progress. Even if it was something as simple as, I got up this morning. I smiled at someone and I washed my face. You see, when you focus on the progress you are making, you're usually much more inspired to keep making progress. And a bonus tip for you, 
I want to encourage you to keep listening to podcasts that inspire you and surround yourself with people or books or music or social media or whatever it is that builds you up. I want you to have so much positive reinforcement in your life that will lift you up and motivate you. Because what we think about is usually going to dictate how we live. So the more you surround yourself with things that inspire and motivate you, the more you'll likely be inspired and motivated. As always, if you have a question on any topic you'd love for me to answer on a future episode, just email it to crystal at moneysavymom.com. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.